this is your old girlfriend, Yukie. She sent the letter. Hi. And this is your buddy. Mm, my best buddy, Sato. You think he's still alive? He was same age. What did he do when he found out about you two? <laughs> Challenge Miyagi to fight. Welcome to Karate Kid 2 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 2, two arranged minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And uh, we are finishing this week. Happy Friday. Uh, And uh, we are talking about uh, minutes 16 through 18 of the Karate Kid Part 2. They begin with Daniel wondering what this letter is all about. And end with Miyagi telling Daniel about his memories of Okinawa. Okinawa. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, Miyagi just got the letter. He's opening it. Daniel's like, you know, wondering what's going on. And Miyagi says his father is sick. And uh, is this rude? Your father? I didn't know he was still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Daniel seems insensitive sometimes here. I don't know. Um, and I thought you for sure your father's be would be dead. I mean, you're so old. Hey, did you, so kill a, old. did you kill a bunch of people, by the way? <laughs> did you kill your dad? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that why you don't you you don't go back to Okinawa? Okay, um, <laughs> but I mean, it's funny because Miyagi has mentioned his father a couple times. You know, he's he's a master of this, master of that. It's amazing to Daniel, and now he's he's alive, and Daniel's amazed that he's alive. like he's like. He's alive too. Like all these things I've learned about him. <laughs> um, and but it is funny that there is a line they cut here uh, in the shooting script uh, where Miyagi actually responds and says, "Neither did I." <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know. Does that sound insensitive? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little, a little weird, you know, because he, you seriously have not kept in not at least kept tabs on what your family is up to or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's missed his dad. If his dad was that important to him growing up, you know, you would think you would think he would have, yeah. Tried to keep up with things a little bit or, yeah. Or gone to visit in secret or something. I don't know. Uh, all right. So we are, I, I have another, uh, check in from our first draft script and uh, I'm sure we're going to run out of uh, run out of stuff from this because it only goes so far uh, I've got like segments from this thing but we have the alternate version of the movie still going on uh, and at this point Daniel has been living with Miyagi uh, in training that matter of fact after the whole scene with uh, Lucille they go into like a montage of like Miyagi and Daniel training together. Miyagi and Daniel like going to the laundromat together. Push uh, it to the limit. <laughs> <laughs> Walking on the air. <laughs> Walking on sunshine. <laughs> uh, and uh, so yeah, they're they're basically hanging out in uh, the garden training when all of a sudden uh, up. Uh, walks up to the house is uh, Webster Miyagi and his little boy Dexter. Um, so uh, obviously the last time we saw them, uh, Miyagi blew them off and and even said his phone number is in the book. And Daniel's like, you no, know it's not. So uh, so here it's Webster, not the mailman, is here to deliver a telegram from home. And he says, uh, he actually says that 
when he called home to ask if Mr. Miyagi was a relation, they told him that he supposedly died in the war. Uh, so that's that's all I know about what happened to him. Um, but then they're like, well, he's alive. He should know that his father's dying. So um, so Webster uh, had to f- then find Mr. Miyagi, find where he lived and then go in because he doesn't have a phone to deliver the message personally. Oof, that would have been tough in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it, without this uh, Webster Miyagi and this connection we have here that was almost like a, a sheer accident uh, like a coincidence that he runs into Miyagi just as Miyagi needs to get this uh, news from home. But in the official version of the movie, like the, the mystery is still alive. Like we don't know how we, we find out later is Yuki a that sent the letter. We don't know how Yuki Yuki a uh, found Miyagi or even knew where he was. Of, and if, if she, if she knew or, Maybe how how much general knowledge would it be that Miyagi is living in this house in Los Angeles? Why hasn't Sato come looking for him? <laughs> you know, because you figure that if Yukie knows where he lives, Sato's got to know because he's a yeah. But Sato's lazy. <laughs> he can't even break that piece of wood. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, this this uh, two minute segment is. Uh, has uh, three scene or two scene changes, and one of them is at this wonderful location, the Passport Agency. Uh, which, uh, yeah, not much to say about it. There are a lot of people standing around. I don't know who they are. I wish I did. Didn't have yeah, that comprehensive of a cast list. <laughs> I, I don't know why they needed a scene there. Like, sure, there's some vital dialogue, but it could have been delivered anywhere. Why did? Like, that's a lot of extras to pay for. <laughs> for <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Well, it's weird. It's like, uh, and then, you know, like, and I think the vital information that they're, they get across here is that Daniel's like, how do you get a passport in a day? And Miyagi says, it's, it's because you have a, if you have a next day plane ticket, then you can get one in one day. Um, oh, I didn't think that was the vital information, but <laughs> well, I was assuming Why? that they're kind of setting up the logic of how Daniel is able to join him at the last minute. Oh, okay. Well, I, well, I guess that, that's true, but we could have just said they both already had passports. <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, you know, then again, then there's a, like, oh, how, how often has Daniel and Lucille been out of the country? I mean, <laughs> they're driving mm-hmm. a broken down station wagon across the country instead of just <laughs> flying. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just thought it was a little bit unrealistic. I think it's unrealistic to be like, I have a next day plane ticket. I need a passport. <laughs> right now. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't think that would fly for me if I tried it. Hey, there's a pun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I don't get it. I I would assume that the passport agency might go, yeah, well, guess what? You are you shouldn't get a ticket for the next day. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like a, a bereavement thing. Like you have to be home for family or something and they make an ex- – I mean this is all pre-9-11. So I didn't really do too much research into it. <laughs> I didn't really want to get into that. I – uh, last last season, looking into p- the particulars of getting a driver's license in California nearly made me fall asleep researching it. So I was like, nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> um, but I think, the, I think the audience is probably good, too. <laughs> they're better off, better off for it. 
All right. So now we are. Oh wait. Uh, Daniel says uh, asks why he left Okinawa, and he kind of starts his story here by saying it. You know, he fell in love with a girl that was arranged to marry his best friend. And uh, the conversation kind of picks up at Miyagi's house, but I'm just like, did Daniel like, like Daniel, the man with all the questions, <laughs> did he literally, did he seriously just go, oh, okay. And like not say anything until they got back to Miyagi's house. Did not say, but why, but why, but why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are we why? there yet? <laughs> yeah. Would you have killed him? <laughs> would he have killed you? How would you dispose of the body? <laughs> Before you finish this story, I, I got to ask, how many people are dead by the end of it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Are these people still alive? <laughs> I didn't realize you had friends. <laughs> <laughs> are they dead? <laughs> you liked another girl? Gross. You're old. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so back at uh, Miyagi's house, we get to see old photos of uh, Sato and Yukie, which uh, I think they, I don't know how they made these photos, um, but I thought they looked pretty uh, pretty spot on. Um, maybe they're actual old photos? Maybe. Of just random people? Well, I mean, I'm saying they look like the actors that play them. Really, you, you think? Know, I, I think so. I can't tell Yuki. just I can't tell just because the... Well, I guess it could be the actual actors, actual photos of the actors. I don't know. Maybe. Either they look younger. I don't know. Maybe they de-aged the picture a little bit or I don't know. And so, yeah, uh, Miyagi's packing and uh, uh, Miyagi mentions that Sato was not only his buddy, he was his best buddy. So, um, and, uh, you know, I think that distinction would uh, definitely hold true for the both of us, right? I mean, we're, we're kind of best buddies and, you know, and if you, if I disgrace your honor, you know, please let me know. Um, and you, you totally steal my girl. <laughs> I wouldn't, I, all right, all right, wait a second. This is getting too real. Um, so, uh, Daniel asked if Sato's still alive. <laughs> Uh, and Miyagi says that we, we were the same age, and I almost expected Daniel to be like, "That's not answering my question, Mister Miyagi." <laughs> die at all ages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're old. Yeah. Especially <laughs> since you're old. Yeah. I'll never be as old as you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe uh, in a future spinoff. Who knows? Yeah. Oh boy, let me tell you. I think somebody was definitely needling uh, Karate uh, Karate Kid original fans uh, when they made this post, but I, I retweeted it uh, on our Twitter. But it was somebody talking about how uh, the Karate Kid one, two, and three were coming to, back to Netflix, mm. and uh, and they said they they called them the Cobra Kai prequels, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I was a little triggered. Um, so, yeah, Daniel pokes a little bit more at Mi Miyagi, and Miyagi elaborates, and we find out that Yukie was arranged to marry Sato, uh, and he says that, you know, he broke with tradition. He made a big speech, Miyagi did, made a big speech in front of his village and married Yukie anyway, which I didn't even remember that. <laughs> like, 
I didn't think they actually got married, married. And oh. I thought they had, they kind of had a relationship behind Sato's back or something. And then Sato got mad about it because it was arranged. So uh, he married another girl when he was already married. Yeah. Yeah. So the States. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, different time zones. There's a whole thing about that, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, maybe, do you think it was like a symbolic marriage or something? Like, uh, Must have been, not recognized by the state. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder what but that... When, be- he, when he goes back, they don't act married. Yeah, well, I'm... I'm sure so much time is. I mean, if I if I haven't seen my wife for let's see, how long has it been here? <laughs> like yeah, thirty. But years I mean, if they loved each other that much and they never got divorced, you'd think they'd still be like, "Oh, this is my wife." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I would think that long of a separation would be would would say you were definitely divorced by then. <laughs> um. So yeah, he says he made a big speech in front of his village. So I wonder what that was all about. Did he did he just kind of go? You know, I I don't he did think a this full on kabuki kabuki play <laughs> 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 with the white face paint and everything. Oh man, like this, you see like Sadler and Waldorf being like, "Boo! <laughs> I don't get this at all." <laughs> he wants to marry the girl. I don't get it. <laughs> I almost think like. Like, so, like, what was this big speech? Like, did he announce to it? Like a big speech in front of the whole, like you love a girl so much that you make a huge speech to everybody in, in the village. Um, I wonder if he like called everybody and like, I need to talk to you all. Hey everyone, our traditions suck. I'm marrying Yukie Miyagi out. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Hopped on a plane. And, uh, yeah, Sato felt disgraced by this. Uh, so I'm, I mean, did he, did he, do you think he said anything disparaging about Sato during that speech? (laughs) It's no good for you. I'm the one. (laughs) You need that young Miyagi Netflix series, like so bad. Like Sato wet his bed until the fifth grade. (laughs) This is like end of season three or season four. And you know that. Miyagi is going to America next. And you're like, what is this show going to be like now? Like, <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, Sato challenged him to a fight and that's where, uh, that's where this segment ends. And, you know, we're not ones that break tradition on this podcast, no matter how short it is, <laughs> mm-hmm. but so we can't really go any further into Miyagi's story. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks so much, uh, uh, for hanging out this week with me, Matt. And we'll no be problem. back. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, So, yeah, yeah. Tune in next week when uh, Mr. Miyagi gets a surprise travel companion. Uh, (laughs) Is it a chimpanzee? (laughs) No, but he's he's very talkative. When you want to sleep on a flight, you just do not want this guy sitting next to you. (laughs) I hate those things. (laughs) All right. And until next time. Must have been some girl. (laughs) 